Hi, I'm Matthias. I'm a psychotherapist and I specialize in working with trauma. Hi, I'm Joey. I'm an author and a poet. This is a podcast where we dive deep into complicated questions and share our personal experiences. Yeah. And hopefully uh, we'll gain some insight or maybe just leave with more questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the thing is, we're two dudes who probably just need some more therapy. I have to start off the most controversial topic that we have to talk about. Wait, what? What what angle of this topic are you worried is the most controversial? I feel like health, health and fitness, and like body image. I feel yeah. like that's a tough topic yeah. to talk about. So let's do it. Well, I think if we just talk about our own experience of health, like we're not trying to maybe. I I'll just talk for myself. I'm not trying to tell anyone how they need to be living in their own bodies and what they need to do with their own health. Fine, I'll, I'll do it. That. I'll do it. I'll t I'll bite the bullet. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> No, I grew up the skinny kid. People hate me. It's normal. I get that. I understand that. What was it like? Hold on, hold on. What was it like being the skinny kid? Um, it was a lot of, a lot of family members saying that I don't eat. Majority of the time, that was the one thing that I heard. It was like, especially especially being Italian, they just expect you to be loaded up on bread and carbs, and just once you eat that much. And granted, I eat a lot of that but it just doesn't stick to my bones that much. They were always like, you're not eating, you're starving yourself. You're getting too skinny. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I heard from my grandfather every time I saw him. What was that like? It was tough when I started working out, when I was like trying to gain size, because at first I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like a small kid. And I, I didn't think I really processed it, but then I got into my teen years and I heard just how other people were talking about their bodies. I got more on the internet, seeing more images of other people's bodies and just comparing myself more. And then I was a big sports guy. So I was trying to be like the strongest I could be. And then when I started working out a lot and I would see those same family members and they would still say, you need to eat more. Oh, tore me down. I got so embarrassed mm. so quickly. Hmm. But I'm on the other side of that where my my dad was always overweight. Um, when I hit like 21, 22, I, I started putting on weight and had a hard time figuring out how to maybe drop weight. Or And when I say weight, I just mean lose body fat. You know, so like I wanted to lose body fat. I wanted to have like kind of a more muscular or skinny physique, but had a really hard time figuring out how to do that. And so then it was like, every meal thinking about how do I eat less or how do I restrain myself? How do I pull it back? Because mm -hmm. I really didn't feel comfortable holding the weight that I was holding. So that how, was like, it was hard. How did you gain that weight? Well, that's a good question. I think like when I think about college, so I went to a four-year like university right when I got out of high school. I, I was I was held back a year in fifth grade. And so I actually went, to, my first year was 19. I was 19 years old when I went to my first year. So mm -hmm. I was just so poor that I tried to live off of just the cheapest food imaginable. Like, so I, like my like token like lunch was a tortilla where I'd put tomato sauce on it and then put cheese and then these frozen meatballs i'd slice them up and then put that in the oven and i'd eat it like a pizza and it was great because i'm like tortillas i get tons of them and then i can make tomato sauce go really far and yeah. then just get the 
you know, the meatballs, like I got super cheap. They were probably like mostly synthetic material that wasn't <laughs> plastic. <laughs> but like, yeah, that was like, so at first it was eat as much as I possibly could because, you know, and, and if I ever went to like an event where there's free food, because when I went to university, I was also really involved in my church. And so there was like a lot of potluck type, you know, things where they do college group and then have a meal. And so whenever I'm there, I'm just scarfing down, you know, thinking, oh, great, I can get, you know, food <laughs> here. Mm -hmm. So there was that survival mentality for the first couple of years. And then what's weird is like, I don't think I really dropped that rhythm of at every meal, I'm eating as much as I can. And I right. grew up with like food on the table. It's not like a, like a mindset that I grew up with as a younger kid. There was always enough food, you know, but college, it kind of started feeling that way. Um, and then later it, when I'm like, okay, it's been a couple of years where I can like afford groceries and it's not like a big deal. Um, I think I was really just wanting to feel full mm. and feeling full in my stomach felt similar to feeling full emotionally. And if, if I'm being honest, there was a lot of trauma from my past that I hadn't processed yet. And becoming a man, getting married, I got married super young. We got married like 1920, uh, trying to launch into my career. Um, part of my story is wanting to be a pastor really bad. That was kind of like my career ambition and then not, not really working out and, um, so feeling a bit like a failure, I was working at a bank and just not doing what I was passionate about. And, and so there was just a lot of insecurity and ego stuff that I had to work through and then childhood trauma that I didn't really touch on that I coped with, food. if I could feel full on the inside, then I can feel full emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so that heavy pace of just eating a lot of food, not even just like junk food, but just the quantity was just very high. Um, I don't know. It, it did for me what I needed at that time. It wasn't what was healthy for me in the long run. I don't really look back on that now and think of like, oh man, that was so bad of me. It, it, that's really not how I think about it. I feel almost a little bit of like empathy and I'm like, man, yeah, I remember how, um, how much need that young Matthias felt in such intense ways and how he really didn't know how to fill that need. Now as 31 year old Matthias, I know how to fill that need in really healthy ways and I'm in shape. I, I lift weights. I feel um, great. I feel like 100% confident in the body that I'm holding right now. And it's exactly how I want it to look in this season. And I feel a lot of like openness and flexibility that as I age, my body's going to shift out of this state and that's okay too. And I'm not like, oh great. Like I need to have big shoulders and a chest and a six pack, you know, to feel good about myself. I, I don't, I don't really relate to that anymore, to be totally honest emotionally. Yeah. Like as life will go on and my body, you know, gets closer and closer to the end of my life even. And I start to feel pain in my body. Like I feel at this current moment, really open to that experience and not anxious for how my body might change, you know? And I think a lot of that had to do with me targeting a lot of the trauma that I experienced in childhood and then healing from that. It was totally self-evident that the eating and the shame I felt around my body was actually about some abuse I experienced as a kid. And then when I could process that, the complex that's a psychological word for like the issue that i had around eating just evaporated and it it almost became kind of like a non-issue um and so then yeah in the past like two years uh i've lost almost 50 60 pounds so wow like and then i've probably put on like a good you know 20 pounds of muscle in that time as well and so good for you in that 
Thank you. Well, and I, and I don't attribute that even to like my hard discipline and this incredible plan of, you know, really wanting it and, and, you know, stay hard. Like it's not, (laughs) it wasn't, it was fairly natural. And, and I know this is going to sound weird, but fairly leisurely, like, I know that's the opposite word of what you'd think it would be, but I enjoyed getting in the gym, feeling my body just flex and sweat and like work. And then when I started to feel getting to my limit, I was okay backing off and just calling it um, instead of shaming myself like you weak, pathetic, da, 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 da. You better yeah. keep going, you know? And then when you go, when you have a habit in the gym where you let yourself just be where you're at and you don't beat yourself up for that and you can push yourself because it sounds fun, not because I'm pathetic or terrible if I don't or weak if I don't, it's like it's actually kind of enjoyable and it's kind of nice to wake up and to get in your body a bit. And, and, uh, you do that, you know, for a long enough time and your body will start to shift. And I don't know, now I'm going on a big old thing, but that, that was my experience. That That's how I held it. What was the hardest, I guess the hardest thing would probably be starting that journey. Right mm-hmm. now, how did you get past those? Like say, I don't want to say like first three times going to the gym because I feel like obviously those are going to be hard, but maybe your first like three weeks going to the gym about motivating mm. yourself to, to go. Like what were you saying to yourself that would get you to walk through those doors and lift up a weight or get on a treadmill or anything? Well, so the way this unfolded for me was a lot of therapy that you know unlocked kind of some aha moments there, felt really liberated in that space. And so then going to the gym became interesting in a way that wasn't like, oh, I should go because I hate how I look. I should go. But it was said it was like, oh, this kind of sounds fun. Like, mm. and that was a weird interest to pop up in me that I didn't really expect. And so what I what I was thinking, I'm like, well, I'd like to make this a consistent thing. What would make it fun? I'm an extrovert. And so going to the gym with friends, you know, is something that works really well for me. And so I got a couple buddies, you know, that all I knew kind of like worked out ish, but just at different times. And I'm like, what if we all just kind of go around the same time? And then we would just go and just chat and like crack jokes and hang out really at the gym each morning and then kind of lift some weights. Yeah. And that's what I mean about kind of letting yourself be where you're at. Like I could just be mad at myself that look, like, oh, I didn't get my five reps in my five sets. Like, no, but like I'm there, like we're doing something healthy. I'm really spending time with my friends and that really worked well. And and I started, I don't know, even like moderate activity done consistently really does start to kind of create a shift in how you hold your body. Yeah. And so I noticed I'm like, oh, I never really had muscle in my chest in that way before. And then my shoulders started getting bigger because we would do mostly bench press. Like, I don't know, like we're not even doing like a well-rounded routine. We're just there like, yeah, yeah bench press, pull-ups, <laughs> whatever. And, um, and like I said, like most of us just kind of standing around and cracking jokes and hanging out. But I loved it and it was fun. I'm like, well, I've never loved going to the gym and I get to see my buddies and I'm, you know, over months, you know, and it's not rapid, you know, uh, changes because of the leisurely pace I was going, but started to see some results and that was cool. And what's cool about that too is like on a Thursday, if you'd wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not really in the mood to go to the gym. Well, my buddy Blake is waiting there for me. So I, well, I got to go because Blake's there. Like I got to go. So that helped get me to the routine. I feel like the feeling is also it has a lot to do with progress because mm-hmm. if you're going to the gym and you're just you're just hating it you're not feeling like an exercise is doing anything yeah. you're probably <gasps> doing the wrong thing for yourself mm-hmm. because i feel like the feeling of that progress is more important than the amount of weight that you lifted 
Was that your experience? How'd you, yeah. how'd you work through that? My thing was I, I, I never had like the confidence for mm-hmm. the gym, I don't know, culture, I guess. I had a really hard time with that. I, I, I was never, I was never a guy that was like, oh yeah, I want to go. And I, don't, I just didn't want to go bench. I didn't want to go lift 300 pounds above my head. I, that wasn't what, who I was. I didn't want to go be in my head at the time. It was like this toxic guy. That's the person that I was trying to avoid. And it's also somebody that like, I just didn't feel comfortable in, especially yeah, in that environment. Kind of jock. Yeah. Thing. It was just not, it was not me. I was a very shy, introverted kid, so the complete opposite. Yeah. And so the gym just terrified me. And so I got I started going last year to a personal trainer, like private gym, where it was it was still an open gym. You can go whenever you want, but there was it was small. There was very few people. And I started to know the trainers and and I was strictly going there to boost confidence. So I would just go and talk to people and they would give me my program i would do my program i saw a lot of progress but the progress for me wasn't in my body it was in my confidence in Mm. talking to a trainer in being there in lifting a weight and people watch because at the gym when people say that people aren't watching you people people look when i'm sitting there waiting after i i did a set or something like i'm looking around Sure. I don't want to sit on my phone, so I'm 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 looking around and, and and looking at people. But the way I started was strictly at home workouts because I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed to go to a gym. Hmm. Oh, I'm sad you had to experience it that way. Yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't the best. And then you know, then I you go to school or you see your family, and then people just call you you know super skinny when you're working your your butt off yeah, to get to a point that isn't not overweight but kind of like in the middle Mm -hmm. you're just trying to get to be in that spot which was which was tough yeah well the the male and female like ideal i think is a little bit different just Mm -hmm. stereotypically like when we think of gender stereotypes here it's like i think the general pressure for men is to get bigger and to take up more space like with strength um and then for women, the pressure is to take up less space yeah, and to become more, um, yeah, just it, there's, there's like this outside pressure of you need to take up this sort of space and that can feel really damaging on both ends of it. I'm smaller than I need to be or I'm bigger than I need to be. Like for me, it was I'm taking up a lot of space, but not in the way I should, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, there's, there's shame in being small when everyone wants you to be big, but there's also shame in being kind of fat when everyone wants you to be strong too. Like there's often like a moral layer on top of fatness that is kind of connotated with laziness when I've never, yeah, I I do tons of therapy, tons of trauma therapy. And, and one fatness can be helped without it being like an emotional, like intense thing at all. It can just be the way that someone wants to hold their body in the world. But also um, for some people, fatness is connected to trauma and part of their journey is not holding the weight in that way. And then when the trauma is released, they can choose how they want to hold their bodies in kind of a free way. Like maybe I, I like where I'm at and I want to stay where I am and that's good and fine for me. Or maybe I want to change and and that's what I want to do for me, not because I have some societal standard outside of me trying to tell me how I need to look, but just because that's how I want to look. 
you know, and I don't want to push that on anyone else. That's just what's right for me, you know. So I think more than any time before in our culture, we can talk about that a bit more freely and openly. But, you know, what I don't hear a lot of conversations about is kind of the male side of this, you know, what it feels like to be too small or to be big in the wrong way. So this is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It just makes you think. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm kind of silent right now. It's because I'm just thinking about it all. I feel like the guy doesn't normally think, especially when it comes to gym stuff. We just kind of immediately go at self-criticism. Mm. Yeah. I, I find that I used to not go through the thought process. I, I would be like, okay, well, I'm too skinny. I need to go lift weight to put on muscle. And then it's like, okay, well, the issue where I had when people told me to eat I would go to the gym and I would try to do a lot of weights. I'd come home, I'd try to eat a lot, but I was so embarrassed, so uncomfortable at the gym. I was constantly, constantly just stressed and tensed that I couldn't eat. So yeah. for me, it was more emotional wow. than it was wow. anything. So when people were telling me to go and eat, I couldn't eat because that was getting that yeah. thought was getting in the way. So and so that's energy. when I say about the feeling that is how you get to to progress so you just got to make sure that you're you're doing it in the way that works for you mm. strictly mm. what do you feel like your goals are right now that you're trying to progress towards when it comes to fitness health your body what do you think i'm 27 now and i everyone i i've noticed my body change a lot since i've been 25. i've, yeah. I've noticed a lot of stuff and as i'm going into my near uh, years to 30 and I'll probably think about starting to have a family and things like that mm -hmm. and my goal as I get older will always be to be in good enough shape to be able to run a 5k or like mm. a what is that like a two to three miler whatever yeah 40 degrees celsius yeah <laughs> yeah that Wait, something like that <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's not it's not for an ego thing it's just in my head I never want to be in a spot where, you know, I feel like I'm out of breath going up the stairs that I can't like go or I can't, if my girlfriend falls, I can't pick her up and, and things like that. Mm. Like just in my mind, I just want to be, I just want to be strong enough. And I realize that I'll never get to that point. Mm. Um, but this idea of always being able to run a 5k, I don't think it's something that's unattainable for me. I think it's easy. Totally. And so in my head, it's like, once that gets hard, that'll be like my little wake up call. But yeah, sometimes you always have those like things put in place that, hey, once this changes, then I need to kind of get into gear. Like I know one guy that's like, I need to be able to bench 225. And if I can't bench 225, then we're having a problem. You know, he kind of has that as like a marker set up for himself. Yeah, I think I, I say Garrett Castro. He's like, once a month I go into the gym, I bench 225 and then oh that is who i'm thinking of that's so funny yeah it's, it's that i don't know he's not my friend like he's, he feels like my friend because i watch him on, on tiktok he's so a very friendly guy his videos make you feel like you're watching like a facetime dude i obsessed over that guy's tiktok it was so funny he just feels like he feels like the like the coolest dude in middle school like, he's good at everything not, yeah like it just looks like it, that is pure unadulterated middle school boy fun and he's, I'm not saying that in a negative way towards him, like he's immature. I just mean that like, he's like wanting to skateboard and jump off stuff and do silly things. And my wife is like, why are you watching that? Like, and I'm like, 
because every part of me that's still like 13 is like, oh, this guy is the coolest guy in the entire world. Like, yeah. I just want to go do fun stuff. And every once in a while I go lift 225 just to see if I can. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like backflipping off of things. Like, it's just funny. Anyway, what was his name again? Garrett Castro, I think. Garrett Castro. I could yeah. be butchering it, but. Yeah, he just did but, a thing where he like covered himself in paint. This one video, I'm thinking he covered himself yeah. in paint and then ran up to his wall and then like did like a, a body print up against the wall. And then that's just in his living room now. And it's stuff like that. That's like as a kid, you thought, oh, that'd be rad. Yeah. Like, of course, as this an adult awesome. now, I'm lame. And I'm like, no, that doesn't fit my <laughs> doesn't fit my the modern, you know, <laughs> my, my, yeah, my cheap uh, fake restoration hardware aesthetic. But um, yeah, there's that. Now, I can't tell if something like that where he's just doing it for fun, I'm going to go lift 225 to see if I can. Like, I can't tell if that helps my mindset or ruins my mindset because there's a number assigned to it. And like, that's not, that's not a light number. That's still a heavy amount of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when I watch that, I'm like, am I thinking, okay, he's going to the gym just for fun. And like, that's really awesome. Or am I like, wait, that's actually, he's, he's still really strong. He can just do this. You know what I mean? Like how am I thinking about that when I watch those Mm. videos? How do you think about that? What comes up for you? Both those thoughts. I think I think it it depends on my day. And when I think about fitness, all like if I ever if if I'm feeling ever feeling anxious or any of my friends, I always like go through my little checklist of did I exercise today? Did I hydrate today? And did I eat today? So nutrition, hydration, and yeah. exercise. And like yeah. sleep is definitely there too. But I find if I have all of those things, that I'm doing all of those things. And they kind of like have this domino effect that if I exercise, then I'm going to drink more water. If I drink more water, it's going to make my stomach bigger and I'm going to feel more hungry. And Mm. the exercise is going to make me kind of like starve. So then I'm going to eat. And then I just did all three of those things that's going to make me sleep better. What? And I just dumb it down to that for myself. That's, That's what works. So if I'm ever... I think I, I think about like my own mental health that I go through the checklist. I'm like, okay, well, I feel this way. Here's let's let's find out why. And then I look at this side mm. of the board. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't do this, didn't do this, I did this instead, or I ate this way instead of the way I normally mm. eat. And yeah, yeah, that kind of just like answers, maybe not answer, but bringing me to like the middle of the board where what's that diet? Like, what's that diagram? The Venn diagram is that it? Yeah, yeah, Venn diagram. Yeah, 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 that little spot in the middle, right there. What, what does everything have in common? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each each day is different, but doing it that way, I, I always have my answer. I'm not stuck just being like, oh, well, I feel this way. Oh well. I'm like, is there well, one of those I- areas? Is there one of those areas that's more like front of mind for you right now in this time of your life? Like, are you focusing more on sleep or more on nutrition or more on exercise? Well, that's the thing though, because I find if there's one that's not performing or I'm not doing, it affects all of the others. Right, right. So, I mean, is there like a weak link in the chain? Like, is there one of those that you have a harder time getting to where you want it? I would say, I would say exercise. And yeah. that's the hardest thing for me too, because growing up, I was a kid that was outside all the time. I was mm-hmm. playing every sport ever. Exercise was my thing. And then now as I'm growing older, I, I just bought a house that's taking up a lot of my energy. 
and business is taking up a lot of my energy now that i'm like now i have to pay for things i actually have to care about money it's not just cool that it's in my account and then i'm like wait i actually have to prioritize this Mm. and then if i skip out on my my exercise then i'm not i'm not drinking right i'm not eating right and i'm not sleeping right yeah and it's not about like even looking a certain way or like seeing Mm. a number on a scale it's strictly it could be a mobility um stretching yeah it could be little things like that of just like moving your body i feel that a lot of people think that you know you have to go to a gym to lift weight you have as a guy you have to bench press but have you seen like calisthenics yeah those people are so strong super strong and they use what Dude, my wife is 10 times stronger than I am. I have way bigger muscles than her. But she does like this like hot yoga with these like five pound weights. With that's kind of like a calisthenics slash yoga class yeah. at the gym. And she's, yeah, I tried to go to her class with her feeling really confident since I've lost all this weight and I've been working out a lot. And I could barely get it like halfway through the class. And she's she's like a machine. She's doing, she's doing incredible. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I can lift more volume than you can but your endurance and then even just the yeah there's 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 it's because she's there. doing like the, <laughs> the isolated movements yeah yeah because you're using a lot of different muscles when doing a bench press or a squat there's a lot that goes into it but when you're just using a five pound weight and just targeting one small muscle or mm. muscle head like that's not something that everybody has like there's there's certain exercises like if you take a weight and you do like this motion where you just rotate uh, at your elbow, like so you're that, rotating your elbow, yeah, yeah. If you if you did that even with five pounds, I would feel heavy. And no matter hmm. what, like you're never gonna get to the point where you're doing thirty pounds. It's always gonna stay like between the five and ten range because it's just such a small muscle that it can't get any any bigger that like that drastically. So you're saying because the workout's focusing on different muscle groups that you typically don't hold a lot of like load in, mm-hmm. like when I'm on like squatting and I'm holding like, you know, a bunch of pounds, then yeah, that causes a different sort of endurance and strength. For sure. Yeah. When you're, when you're doing a squat, even if you're, even if you're not thinking about it, you're using your legs, but you're also using your back. You're yeah, also using sense. a little of your shoulder. You got to hold this bar. that's really uncomfortable. So then you're right. You know, what what are those called? What are your traps? No, yeah. You're pointing at your neck. I don't yeah, know. yeah. What's here? Um, traps. Yeah, traps. Yeah, yeah. Your traps. So then your muscles are there. You're using all of that. Just go down. It just just be uncomfortable lifting this squat. Just yelling, and it's just so uncomfortable. You just lifted like I don't know, three hundred pounds, whatever it is. But then yeah. you go to hot yoga, and you're like, why why can I not do this movement with five pounds? The like oh, the, like rubber dumbbells. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's brutal, and I'm like wanting to throw up. It's incredible. Yeah. So I have tons of respect. Do you know who Sam Sulek is? I do. Addicted to his voice. Dude, it's like I heard someone call him. It's like if Bob Ross was reincarnated as a lonely bodybuilder, and I yeah. thought that was hilarious. One, that's amazing. He seem super lonely, but but he's he's always working yeah, out alone, from what I see. Yeah, he's this younger kid, like 21, and he's a bodybuilder, and he's. He's humongous. So like 
he's on steroids and stuff, but like he's um he vlogs his daily workouts. And it's not a very like interesting format. He's just he talks in the car on the way to the gym. He works out and he talks on his way back. But he's talking about like his goals and what he's trying to do. And it's kind of addicting. In the same way that Bob Ross, it's just this kind of calm, gentle voice where he's just talking about how he's painting. Same kind of vibe. But calm bodybuilder talking about how he's you know, pumping up his chest. And yeah. it's it's very fascinating to me. I've been told There's something so vulnerable concept. about him that makes you feel like you're his friend. Explain. What do you mean? Just the way that he talks. He leaves in those pauses that give you a moment to think. Hmm. And he, he's a bodybuilder that when I watch him, I he clearly states that he's on steroids. Like He yeah. clearly states like what he's doing and how he's doing it. And I find he puts in my head, he's not at a spot where I'm judging him or judging myself. Yeah. I'm looking at him as a totally different person. Like he is who yeah. he is. And yeah. I'm able to listen to him versus compare. Totally. This You're pointing out something really good here. There's certain men that when you, and they kind of function as almost like these models of emulation when it comes to fitness or body that make us feel like terrible about ourselves. And then there's men who are like really great. And like, it feels like we're kind of inspired and like we want to rise up to that. So Sam's kind of one of those dudes for a lot of guys. It's like, mm. he's kind of newer. It's not super produced. What I like about Sam is it really doesn't feel like he's egotistical and he's like trying to like, you know, all, all about, look, look how huge my muscles are. Look, 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 look. Like he feels very goal oriented. Like, oh, I want to be able to grow, you know, my chest so that my chest, my pec uh, is the same size as my shoulder, which is the same size as my bicep. Like I want those three circles when I like flex my bicep to kind of like boom, 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 and they all balance. And mm -hmm. so it's interesting hearing him talk kind of like he's a sculptor, literally just like, here's what I'm trying to do and why I'm doing these workouts to kind of emphasize different muscle groups so that it all balances out this way. And it's like, oh, this doesn't feel like vanity. This feels like sculpting. And yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it's supposed to be. It feels I mean, like an art form. Yeah, it feels like an art form. That, and that's yeah. what's kind of fun. And then you're at the gym thinking, oh, how does my you know, chest and shoulder and bicep kind of look lined up next to each other? And of course, you could take that to an unhealthy spot, I guess, and be like, oh, I have to look a certain genetic. You know, your genetics won't let you look certain ways depending on who you are. But, but it takes the... I have to look this way to be attractive and valuable, um, pushes that to the side. And it's more like, oh no, like I'm here lifting because I have a mission to sculpt this in a certain way because that's the vision I have for how I want to hold my body. And if you can take some of the ego out of that, it actually kind of becomes sort of fun. In the same way that you would design your room or get different wallpaper or you know, get different you know, curtains or something because you want your room to feel different, you kind of start thinking about your body that way. Yeah. And that... I thought is kind of nice like and and maybe there's some people that that feels more relatable to or and maybe less relatable to depending on what kind of body shame or trauma that you have around your body but when the trauma isn't taking up all the space and how you can feel then stuff like that starts to become almost kind of fun that's how i experience it at least yeah no i think he does a really good job there's another guy like that is Joe Rogan. And I think mm -hmm. the whole jujitsu obsession that's happened over the past few years for men is very much wanting to feel powerful. And even if that doesn't translate to large muscles, the ability to assert your space, you know, that same kind of same kind of theme we're talking about there, like taking up space is can I be assertive and can I 
you know, if someone were to attack me, can I know how to counterattack and win that battle? I think is really appealing to a lot of men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no interest in jujitsu. Do you? No. You no. Jujitsu. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> no. I, I. But I see a lot of guys go for it. Yeah. I. And going back to the thing where I, I just grew up like not a huge guy. I was always a skinny guy. Like if a big guy wanted to come to me, like I probably wouldn't be able to beat him up or defend myself. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like growing up. As I got into my, I guess, early 20s, I always thought to myself, like, okay, what what if this actually happened? But I, I always came to the conclusion, like, if somebody wanted to fight me, like, I would never put myself in that situation, hopefully, where I'd even be at that point. No. So, no. probably wouldn't do anything. And I get it. That's mm-hmm. not the macho man. But I'm not a macho man. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> well, it, it is a mirage because even the guys that are really in jiu-jitsu, like, like Joe Rogan, example for on his podcast, he'd be like, uh, "Don't get in fights with people. Don't pursue fights. If someone's trying to fight you, do not fight them back. Because if you win, like, what? What's your plan? Like, let's say you win, then what happens next? Well, they come back and they come back with a bat, you know, or they come back with like a weapon, you know. And so they, they and they'll try to hunt you down. Like, it's just not. It, it's too dangerous, and everyone gets hurt. And it's not an evolved way to be. Is to be like blatantly aggressive, mm-hmm. you know. So the activity of learning the martial art is almost kind of more for the internal emotional world, I think for a lot of men is to feel powerful in, in, uh, how they, it, here's another piece of it. Actually, I'm going to go a different direction. Yeah. I think it's a way men experience physical touch with other men. And there's not a lot of ways in our culture that men can do that without feeling like their sexuality is being questioned. And for certain straight men, the accusation of being gay is something they feel really nervous about. And, and they like, you know, it brings up a lot of insecurity for them. And so, like, that's not something I'm worried about, but like for some for other people, to, it, the, the opportunity to have a lot of physical touch with men in a way that they won't be societally, you know, pegged, you know, yeah. as gay is something that is important to them. And that's societal homophobia and, and all of it. But that's, that's the reality, I think, for a lot of guys. Interesting. It's a very interesting way to look think? at it. No, I, I don't know. And that's a, that's a theory, I guess. What do you think? Well, I kind of agree with your theory. I've never thought about it that way. So I guess I don't I don't have a thought on it, but that makes a lot of yeah. sense. I think men want to feel, yeah, touch, being held. I don't know if they'd ever admit that. I'm not going to go to a jiu-jitsu class and be like, raise your hand if you just really want to be held by another straight dude in a, in a well, does that go platonic way. <laughs> does that go back to like our fathers that didn't like show us enough, oh, enough love? Oh, that's, that's good. That's a good question. I'd that, be interested. That'd be too deep. I'd be interested to know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's a correlation of father wounds and interest in jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs>